With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Letter 24 of Evelina. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ed Mead. Evelina by Fanny Burney. Letter 24. From Mr. Villars to Evelina. Berry Hill, April 22nd. How much do I rejoice that I can again address my letters to Howard Grove. My Evelina would have grieved had she known the anxiety of my mind during her residence in the great world. My apprehensions have been inexpressibly alarming, and your journal, at once exciting and relieving my fears, has almost wholly occupied me since the time of your dating it from London. Sir Clement Willoughby must be an artful, designing man. I am extremely irritated at his conduct. The passion he pretends for you has neither sincerity nor honor. The manner and the opportunities he has chosen to declare it are bordering upon insult. His unworthy behavior after the opera convinces me that had not your vehemence frightened him, Queen Anne Street would have been the last place whither he would have ordered his chariot. Oh, my child, how thankful I am for your escape! I need not now, I am sure, enlarge upon your indiscretion and want of thought, in so hastily trusting yourself with a man so little known to you, and whose gaiety and flightiness should have put you on your guard. The nobleman you met at the Pantheon, bold and forward as you describe him to be, gives me no apprehension. A man who appears so openly licentious, and who makes his attack with so little regard to decorum, is one who, to a mind such as my Evelina's, can never be seen but with the disgust which his manners ought to excite. But Sir Clement, though he seeks occasion to give real offence, contrives to avoid all appearance of intentional evil. He is far more dangerous, because more artful. But I am happy to observe that he seems to have made no impression upon your heart, and therefore a very little care and prudence may secure you from those designs which I fear he has formed. Lord Orville appears to be of a better order of beings. His spirited conduct to the meanly impertinent Lovell, and his anxiety for you after the opera, prove him to be a man of sense and feeling. Doubtless he thought there was much reason to tremble for your safety while exposed to the power of Sir Clement, and he acted with a regard to real honour that will always incline me to think well of him in so immediately acquainting the Mervyn family with your situation. Many men of his age, from a false and pretended delicacy to a friend, would have quietly pursued their own affairs, 
and thought it more honourable to leave an unsuspecting young creature to the mercy of a libertine than to risk his displeasure by taking measures for her security. Your evident concern at leaving London is very natural, and yet it afflicts me. I ever dreaded your being too much pleased with a life of dissipation, which youth and vivacity render but too alluring, and I almost regret the consent for your journey, which I had not the resolution to withhold. Alas, my child, the artfulness of your nature, and the simplicity of your education, alike unfit you for the thorny paths of the great and busy world. The supposed obscurity of your birth and situation makes you liable to a thousand disagreeable adventures. Not only my views, but my hopes for your future life, have ever centred in the country. Shall I own to you that, however I may differ from Captain Mirvan in other respects, yet my opinion of the town, its manners, inhabitants, and diversions, is much upon a level with his own? Indeed, it is the general harbour of fraud and of folly, of duplicity and of impertinence, and I wish few things more fervently than that you may have taken the lasting leave of it. Remember, however, that I only speak in regard to a public and dissipated life. In private families we may doubtless find as much goodness, honesty, and virtue in London as in the country. If contented with the retired station, I still hope I shall live to see my Evelina the ornament of her neighborhood, and the pride and delight of her family, and giving and receiving joy from such society as may best deserve her affection, and employing herself in such useful and innocent occupations as may secure and merit the tenderest love of her friends, and the worthiest satisfaction of her own heart. Such are my hopes, and such have been my expectations. Disappoint them not, my beloved child, but cheer me with a few lines, that may assure me this one short fortnight spent in town has not undone the work of seventeen years spent in the country. Arthur Villars End of Letter 24